to the Hennessy Performance Podcast. This is episode number six. My name is Alex Royce, your self-proclaimed host, as always, and I'm here with the beautiful, gorgeous, long-haired John P. Hennessy. I think you're talking about Cole. <laughs> yeah. My youngest son. All my sons are beautiful, but he's got the long hair. He does. Very yeah. long hair. I probably do need a haircut, though. Yeah. But you I'm have just a good glad to be. I'm almost 57. I still got most of my hair. Full head of hair, and it's yeah. not gray. Well, hey. I'm surprised you know, it's not gray. I'm surprised too. With the stress too. that you've got, I'm I know, surprised. I know. Seems like well, man. So gray. it's been a while since we podcasted. What May? Since May. Now yeah. we just to, for for full disclosure, we we did a whole like 45 minute podcast, and we only talked about the F5. And I thought that's just a lot of talk about a car. People want to see the car, so I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna we're not gonna tease the F5 anymore. Like if we have something cool to show, we'll show it, and then when the car's ready. You know the 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 owners and the and the fans will see it, but I didn't want to like go into forty five minutes of you know here's all what we're doing, but you can't see the car. I think people get kind of tired of that. Yeah. So speaking of which, I'm sure people are going to ask, well, what's the update on the F five? So rather than not spend forty five minutes, just to spend a couple minutes. Um, we're building cars. Um, the first car will be built in Silverstone, England. Um, and then all the cars after that will be built in our newly constructed Venom F5 facility here adjacent to our Sealy, Texas main campus for Hennessy Performance. So, yeah, as you can see in the photo right here, ah. uh, it's a photo of our new broken ground and maybe even our concrete slab that's yeah. been poured. Yeah, so they got a big, big 15,000 square foot, big concrete slab out there, and we'll have a building going up and hopefully have some F5 sitting in there sometime right after the first of the year. So, um, gosh, engine's been dying. It's been done for a while, making lots and lots of horsepower. You may see a video on that at some point in the near future. And then uh, I'm going over to England about a week out of every six weeks to spend time with our engineers over there. And uh, we're very, very pleased with the car. You've seen it in VR. We've been showing it to some of our clients and potential clients and media and friends just that we have the virtual reality and the level of detail. I mean, what do you think? I mean... It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, the next thing is just having the actual car in front of you. It's yeah, pretty yeah, amazing. I mean, so, but to, but, but to see it in the VR, I mean, the exterior is completely done. The interiors, you know, we still have switch placement and a few days details like that. But I think the interior is like, I think that's what's going to surprise a lot of people about the F5. I mean, they were expecting, you know, the car on the exterior looks probably 90, 95%. I think it's much more refined and even more elegant than the design model that we showed at SEMA in 2017. Um, but the interior is I think pretty cool. Very cool and very functional and purposeful. But simple. You simple, know, it's yeah. got the, you know, Apple iPhone type of design is simple, elegant, and functional. Not everybody's an Apple fan, but I am. But anyway. Um, so yeah, you know, we plan to release maybe a handful of videos between now and the end of the year um on the F5 showing some important. I think the one thing people need to know is the car is an all new ground up car. We built an all new chassis from scratch from the beginning and the amount of engineering and time that's gone into that's been extensive so um but i think it's important to note this is not based off of a lotus and every now and so, then somebody will come up and say well, what's the f5 based on i'm like well it's all new it's not based on anything it's, it's just completely built from the ground up so being able to share the story about that carbon tub and chassis and i've seen bits and pieces of it it's not completely assembled yet but i've also seen like the underneath, I saw McLaren was very kind and gave us a tour this summer. We got to see one of the pre-production prototypes of the McLaren Speedtail 
being built, which is an amazing car. It will be the fastest car McLaren's ever built. Collector car that's a three to five million dollar car. I got to see the underneath the skin underneath the 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 speed tail, which is amazing. And the F5 is a notch or two better than that. Again, we're they're going to build 106 cars. We're going to build 24 cars. So, but anyway, looking forward to telling that story. But again, we we appreciate your patience. It takes a while to build a whole new hypercar from scratch, um, but it's coming soon, and uh, hopefully, we'll have something pretty cool to share by the end of the year. Yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting. So stay tuned for that. Speak of speaking of exciting, I mean, there's we have like a whole, you know, for anybody watching the video, we got this whole page of like topics to talk about. We got. Sam, you're timing us right. We got 45 minutes. Today's my youngest daughter's birthday, and I've got to be in College Station for her Whoop. birthday. So Aggies so. took a very nice win last night. By the way, oh yeah, yeah, against the uh, unbelievably strong uh, Texas State. Yeah, uh, oh, right. I watch a little bit of it. But hey, I'm an Aggie. I got two Aggies students. Yeah. So I'm an Aggie Aggie fan too. So congratulations, Mr. Ringman. Yeah, and um, yeah. but I think I mean I, we got a lot, like a laundry list. We'll get to as much of this stuff as we can, and there's probably more. There seems like there's somebody always says something to me, man. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. You know, like we did something cool. Like, oh, I forgot about that. But we're busy. We got a lot going on. But the one I think car news that's been out there that that I think has dominated the automotive um, discussion, enthusiast discussion, more than any other vehicle in the last six weeks, I guess it came out, is a C8 Corvette. The prophecy has finally come true. Well, we've been Mr. hearing about Zora's, it for, for yeah. a long time. And uh, I was uh, the people at GM were kind enough to invite me to go out to the unveiling of the, the new mid-engine Corvette in Tustin, California. And um, got to drive one of our clients' glide six-by-sixes there. So that kind of made a splash. That's kind of cool. Um, but I think going into that, I mean, I thought, okay, they've been working on it for a long time. Certainly, they've done their homework. But the big question mark was, what was the price point going to be? You know, if this is, I'm thinking, you know, kind of a, just the base car with a nicely, a Z51 with a nice package. I'm thinking it's like 70, 80 grand. And I'm talking to a couple friends, talking to some journalist guy. And he's like, oh, there's no way they're going to offer it for, you know, it's going to be over a hundred grand and they're going to shoot themselves in the foot. I'm like, I don't know. The Corvette guys have always kind of built their name around value. And then when it came out, and when they, when, when Mark Royce was given the kind of the keynote, I'm sitting there in the stands kind of like, I got Barry McGuire, my good friend from McGuire's Wax sitting next to me and he lives in that area. And so we, we hung out and Royce is kind of talking through, you know, the kind of important points of the car. But they, they always want to hold something back because they don't, they don't want to give you all the information. They want you to keep coming back and be interested in what they're doing. So we're all waiting for the price and he kind of gets down to like, well, we're not going to announce the price tonight. And I just, I mean, I literally hollered out. I wasn't trying to be like the showman or anything, but I'm like, Come on, Royce, you're killing us. What's the price? And he's like, but I, we can tell you that it's going to start for under $60,000. And I'm like, all right, now we have. Now here we go. You know, I think they delivered on kind of what I was expecting. That was even a lower entry price than I was expecting. But then I just specced out my C8 yesterday. The order went in the, is going in the system today. Z51, nicely loaded. I don't know if I'm doing a 2LT or 3LT, but it's like 75, 80 grand. So it's about kind of what I was guessing. Did you get the big wing? That's a good question. I think I got the biggest wing that they offer. We'll pop, you know, we may offer because there's actually wing. like a big, like a semi-big wing, bigger yeah. than like the. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but they kind of uh-huh. offer a big wing. Okay, maybe that's yeah. what they call it, the big wing package. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. Yeah, the kickstand um, package. I think it's it. I think they really knocked it out of the park. Someone said they've got thirty or fifty thousand orders oh, already. No so no I, I don't. It, I don't doubt it at all. 
to be able to get an American made, you know, mid engine exotic feeling sports car mm-hmm. starting at under 60. Dual clutch, really, trans, dual clutch transmission, mid engine sports car, V8, supercar, V8 powered. You know, and it, it doesn't look as good as a Ford GT now. Ford GT is four hundred fifty to five hundred thousand dollars. This is a eighty thousand dollar car. Right. You know, with the yeah. the Ford GT is faster, but this is not much slower than when the other and the when you modify Z06, it, where you modify it or Z06 or Z, Z you know Z01 come out, and it's gonna be like, yeah. You know, the 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 Z06 version. I wanted to get too far in the weeds on this, and you know, anybody out there can can Google it and find out everything that you know, all the rumors that are out there, but. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Z06 to perform in the ballpark of a just short of like a 720. So like between a 600 LT and a 720. And then the ZR1 is going to be like a 918 for a couple hundred grand, maybe 250. Yeah. I mean, it's just so much value. It's like ridiculous. The ZR1 is going to be America's supercar and the F5 is going to be America's hypercar. That's true. America's uh, the F5 is America's hypercar. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, so just one other quick thought on the on the C8, and we could talk the whole podcast about the C8. Something I don't know. We haven't talked a lot about this. I don't want again get too far down a rabbit trail, but for the listeners out there, they may want to know that GM has gotten more strict about encryption and who can modify their computers. So we found this out a year ago, a little over a year ago, 2019, 01 came out, bought one, tried to modify it, couldn't modify it. And it, and just as time went on, we just realized, okay, the GM engineers have finally found a way. It looks like they might have locked out the aftermarket. Well, lo and behold, I was getting ready to sell that car. You know, we spent time and money and tried to modify it. We had it. already we appraised it. Yeah, we were going to go, we were just going to go get rid of it, take our losses and move on down the road. Within and, one week, we were yeah. ready. And so I was kind of pissed at it. it it's Chevy GM, but I've also have friends there and they've explained, well, you know, we're worried if a ha- bad guy hacker with bad intentions could hack into not one car, but hack into dozens or hundreds of cars. A lot of people could get hurt. I'm like, I get that. And we're responsible for missions. I'm like, yeah, you're responsible for your missions, but we're responsible for what we do too. And so, you know, uh, we have provisions and things that we do. We're, we're not putting cars out there that are, that won't pass smog tests. So, Bottom line is, is GM has got this ability to lock out the aftermarket. Now, the aftermarket just got in like the day before we're going to sell that car. But today, just again, so people are aware, I'm just trying to state the facts, not, you know, make anybody get anybody any more mad at GM than I am. And I've kind of, I don't have a love-hate relationship with those because I I have guys that I literally love, one guy is a very close friend, but I hate the fact that they don't, that right now they're more worried about being the fun police and doing whatever and kind of letting the aftermarket kind of like not have access to, to modify their cars. So 2019 Chevy and GMC trucks can't modify them. But if you look at their sales and this is what I'm told, you know, Ford's always been the dominant player in the, in the, in the, in the truck market, a pickup truck market in the U S um, Chevy's been in second place for GM's been in second place for a long time. They just gone to third place FCA Dodge Ram. It's just gone ahead of them. So I'm like, okay, product guys, bean counters, fun police slash lawyers at GM. You might want to consider the fact that if you decide to go down the path where you're going to have your reasons to lock out the aftermarket, you know, there's people not going to buy your vehicles. And I'm one of those guys. And I know many customers and friends that are kind of feel the same way. Uh, Conversely, we know the Ford people very well and have a pretty good ear to the ground on what they're doing. And they'll have similar protections within their systems to keep bad guys with bad intentions out of vehicle access the vehicle but they're not going to close out the aftermarket 
and they haven't. So I'm like, I told my one GM buddy, I'm like, you know, if you guys keep locking up all your computers, including the C8, that's okay. That's your choice. I'll just modify a lot of Fords and FCA vehicles and other vehicles until I retire, Right. you know, and that's true. And so again, if you're out there and you're excited about the C8, you know, talk to your dealer. If you got a friend at GM, say, hey, um, when are they going to give access to the aftermarket? Now, and, and to be fair to GM, I think Mark Royce, the chief product guy, the number two guy right underneath Mary Bear, and I saw both of them out there at the hotel after the event. Nice folks. Um, they, Mark was interviewed by some auto blog or one of the automotive websites and was kind of asked about this. And he said that they were, GM was working on a program where they were going to give access to the good guys. So I think, okay, maybe there is a chance that companies like ours and others that specialize in GM aftermarket, maybe we get the licensing or the ability to tune some of these cars, but it's pivotal to C8. So if you're like, hey, I'm all excited about the C8, I don't want one, then you should absolutely order it. They'll have faster versions coming out. They'll just continue to get faster. But if you're like me and you want to modify it a little bit or a lot, um, they may or may not offer that capability. So I'm buying, I'm kind of buying my car, ordering my car, hoping that they'll give us some ability to tune it. Look, we could always take all the stuff off of there and put MoTeC on it. And we could probably make most of, if not all the gauges work, but I mean, that's going to add $20,000 in cost to each package, you know? So C8, very important, relevant, um, but you'll probably hear more news. Uh, the longer they go without offering tuning for that vehicle, and trucks and SUVs and locking up other vehicles, I think there will be a continued growing angst amongst people that have bought GM products that can no longer modify them. But that's kind of up to the guys in Detroit at the Rensen. I love you guys. You know that. <laughs> All right, what's next on our hit list here? Let's see, we got uh, the West Ryan Mustang. Here's another one we could talk about at length on. Um, we'll just talk about it briefly because I don't want to start crying. Um we put a few videos out. People, I mean, this made like the national news, ABC News. I'm like, my mom is calling me and I'm getting texts from just like people I haven't heard from in a long time. Um, the quick story is um, there's a family in San Antonio, the Ryan family. And um, I read an article in Fox News September of last year, so about a year ago, that this family had this 93 Fox body Mustang. was kind of like the dad's like, that was his favorite car. Actually, they named the car Christine, like after the, you know, the satanic evil car in the movie. And uh, anyway, so 20-something years ago, you know, Wes and his wife, two little kids, his wife gets ovarian cancer, and then in order to pay for her cancer treatment, they have to sell that car. Fast forward to last year, their kids are now in their 20s. They found the car. I guess they were looking for the car. They found it on, for sale on Craigslist, and the two kids pooled their money and bought off a of Craigslist and surprised her dad and gave it back to him. So there's like this whole video when they're playing like um, Zach Brown band, my old man song, you know, total tear jerker anyway. And the wife is alive and well. Yeah, she by is. The way. Yeah. She's wonderful. Um, so I forwarded that. I forwarded the link to that story to Jim Farley. I think I just sent it to Farley. At, he's a senior. He's a number two guy at Ford. Um, sent it to Jim. He's a customer and a friend. He then circulates it. I see like this whole email chain. There's like Bill Ford and there's um, several other senior executives, Joe Hendricks and others that are just like, these guys run, you know, Ford globally. I'm like, that's cool that they kind of resonate with that family story, the, the love story of their family and the love story with their Mustang. So about a month goes by and I get an email from 
another gentleman who works at Ford, who's kind of one of their the Mustang marketing guys, sends an email to me, a guy, one of the guys at Shelby American, and uh, one of the execs at, at Roush. And says, hey, we've got this family in San Antonio with the car, so I knew what they were talking about. And we'd like to do some sort of restoration on that car. Would any of you, any of your companies be interested? And the other companies decline, which I understand we decline. You know, we get people all the time want to do some sort of a restoration project. And that's just not our core business. We can do that. We do it by choice, but it's a different business model that is just harder, I think. So we turn those down all the time. But in this case, under these circumstances, or circumstances I told for them, we would do it. And uh, we have a water bottle. You grab one of those water bottles over there. I'll keep rambling my story about the Ryans, and I'll talk too much about them, which which would be pro- totally appropriate. But anyway, um, I'll try to land this plane. Um, we said yes. Ford supplied an engine transmission, some other parts. They supplied a budget, and I said, "Look, I'll give you guys a price. We don't have to make money on this. I just don't want to. I don't want to lose too much money on it." And uh, at this point, it doesn't really matter uh, because we love the Ryan. So anyway, we we picked up the vehicle back in February, Sam, February, something like that. Anyway, wintertime, brought it back, did a full, our guys did an amazing job. Our team here, just like, these guys are like magicians slash just artists. They did such a beautiful restoration job. So it wasn't, it wasn't a pure restoration where we're trying to make it like as good or better than it was from the factory, but it was like a really nice restoration, but you could still drive it but with kind of the modern horsepower, engine, transmission, brakes, suspension, wheels, tires. Anyway, we have videos out. It's out in the news, but, you know, it was, um, we're very thankful for Ford giving us opportunity and the friendship that we've made with the Ryans. Are, they're just down the road in San Antonio, and I text Wes. We text every week and, uh, you know, really enjoyed working with the PR team at Ford, and that was all, it was just wonderful. I mean, it was it was a little bit of the la- like the last month on that project, I mean, we had four guys like working on it like yeah. nonstop, which then had kind of a domino effect into some of our other production. But I'm like, yeah, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, really cool really story. Cool. And then while you were there, you saw the one of the first GT500s. Yes, yeah. So you know, kind of as a perk to some of the guys in our shop that were kind of burning the midnight oil on the on the Ryan project to get it done in time for the we we took the vehicle up to Dearborn. And the vehicle was presented to the Ryan family by Henry Ford III, and we got to be there for that. So we brought some of the guys from the shop, kind of our, I figured the guys, some of the guys, not we can bring everybody, but brought some of the guys that spent extra time on that project. And then some of our guys that I know that like are hardcore Ford guys. You know, so when we went up there, I, I said to the Ford PR guy, I'm like, hey, do you have a GT500 around? We could just, I don't know if we could drive it, but we could at least look at it. And so they brought that over there and the guys had a good time looking at it. And something that, Again, we feel like, okay, we've got a program that we have designed for that. So we announced that yesterday. Yeah. And serial numbers are actually going fast. Yeah. 850, Venom 850. And so on the naming, Venom is a name we came up with in relation to our modifications for the Viper back in the early 90s. And we've used it kind of ever since. And we've kind of, the Viper business, the Vipers have been out of production for a couple of years now. And we don't do much Viper work anymore. So when we're thinking about modifying the, the new GT500 for 2020, I thought, what do you guys think about if we called it Venom 850, Venom 1000? And so, um, no, it's not the same thing as the Venom F5, but it is kind of that that whole idea of, you know, as guys, I think that we, <laughs> maybe, maybe even older, you're, you're being younger, it's like, 
the older we get, the more potent we want to be. Okay. And I think that there's something that resonates with guys. I'm not going to try to be gross or I'm just trying to be real here. It's like, okay, well, you know, if we can inject a little more venom in your GT 500 or your, that's what we do. I mean, that's, that's we build we hundreds of vehicles every year and have for, you know, 28 plus years now. And, um, the, the mecca of horsepower. It kind of horsepower is. King. It is kind of a destination. It's just kind of weird. It's like this week, like we were in Pebble Beach, and we can talk about that next. But like this week is like, well, we've been back from Pebble Beach for a week and a half, and this just seems like I'm just kind of feel like I'm barely caught up. But yeah. this week, it's like, oh, we've got this vlogger coming through. He's got seven million followers, and then we got Stradman was here a few days before him, and he's got two over million. two million followers. And he just put a video out. And um, the folks from Shell are coming out here with a reporter and photographer from the Chronicle today. Oh, and there's a customer here that you built a car for in 1994 that owns that car. And, and then we have a tour of 12 people that are showing up at 2.30. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, these are good problems to have. We, we just kind of have to just be careful that we manage our time well. So I'm not sure where all that came from. but Yeah. Um, so F5 update, construction update, we kind of already went into that. But yeah. Pebble Beach, we had a crazy week at Pebble Beach. We had the Venom GT there wrapped in camo, which is being used as a test mule for the F5 yeah. drivetrain. Yeah. Um, what was kind of your download for the week? Um, several things. I mean, what was cool about Pebble Beach is it, way back when we thought we might have an F5 done in time for Pebble, we found out like six months ago that that wasn't going to be the case. So we let the folks at Shell know, and we're like, you know, let's just save our mojo for you know early 2020, whether it's Geneva or another event, or certainly we'll have a big presence at Pebble in August of 2020. So... We made a commitment on on renting a really nice house. I didn't want to back out on those people, so uh, we we went we uh, and we spent time with our customers, you know, which is really kind of cool. And there was like no pressure from like having to do presentations or having to do media events and things of that nature. We could just kind of go and hang out. So we just kind of we hung out with our customers. We got to spend time showing them their cars, kind of more in detail in the virtual reality goggles and. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure people want to hear about, like, what cars did you see at Pebble Beach that you thought were really cool? Um, there's a lot of great stuff there. And there's some stuff. I mean, well, here's what's weird about Pebble Beach. There's so, much, there's so much going on, so many events, so many people, so many cars. Even when you're there, you don't see everything that was there. Like, we were at Pebble Beach. There's some, like, crazy car that had, like, a turbine engine in it. And I'm seeing it, like, all over the Internet after I get back. I'm like, crap, I totally missed that. You know, because we're, we're and busy. You get, you get so desensitized to seeing well, stuff. Yeah, it's like, just, oh, there's a Sharon on the street. Oh, there's an F40. It's true. <laughs> it's you, 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 you go to the Quail and you see all kinds of amazing stuff. Yeah, for me, it's like I've really got to see something that's like, oh, my gosh, that was a McLaren you know, F1 GTR that won Le Mans in 1999. It's like that's – forget about what this car is worth. Maybe it's worth 30, 40 million bucks, but, like, there's only one car that, do, that did that, you know? And so, yeah, you see so much of that stuff, but, like uh, – but then you're st- the other thing I wanted to kind of mention about Pebble Beach is you're seeing some of the the high-end manufacturers, the boutique. You know, I don't want to piss anybody off because I try to get along. I, get, I do get along good with, you know, whether it's Bugatti or anybody else. I like their cars, but I'm like, man, you guys just keep coming out with a car like every six months or, or sooner. It's just got a new body kit and the price goes up. So it's like whether it's Lamborghini, we're going to take the Aventador. And we're going to put some nice body work on it and call it, you know, the Venino, or we're going to call it the um, Centenario. I'm like, instead of a $400,000 car now, it's a $2.8 million car with a body kit. 
And I just, I, I thought that trend has just kind of been funny, but it's like Bugatti is like just like throwing it into overdrive. It's like there's this, okay, we got this car over here. It's 16 or $18 million. And then we got this car over here. You know, it's the Devo. And now it's the Cento Diece. I don't know, 110th anniversary. Interesting looking car. But I'm like, you know, uh, look, I'm very happy with the customers. We have, you know, we have enough F5 customers, thankfully, to keep us busy for the next year and a half. But I'm like, where do these guys come from? They're like, well, I've already got my $3 million or $3.2 million Bugatti Chiron, which is an awesome car. Post Malone just got one, by the way. I'll wait. And then, but oh, by the way, I'll take a Devo at $6 million and I'll buy the Cento DHA or one of these other special editions for like 10 to $15 million. How many guys are, how many people are there around the world that will do that? Now I get I get it. There's people who have money, but I'm like, if it's if it's if let's say it's you know, I'm fortunate enough to be in that position. I'm like, okay, I'll spend ten, but is it going to be worth fifteen or twenty in three, five, ten years? Something I give to my grandkids or give to a charity or something? And I, I don't I don't know the answer to that question, but it's just very interesting to see them and like Pagani when the Wira came out, it was a million three, and now a Roadster BC is like pushing four four and a half million dollars. People are spending it. I've even, I've had a had an F five customer tell me that he thought our price is too low. You know, I asked him some questions. I'm like, well, why do you like this car? You have this car, and you don't even like the way it looks. It's like, well, when I drive it, people say I'm rich. They know I'm rich. And I thought for a second. I said, well, maybe we should raise raise the price for the F five. He says, maybe you should. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. so the guys that the guys that have on order, you got a good deal because the price is going to go up after it comes out, and the price is going to go up after we start breaking some records. So that's cool. Yeah, Pebble Beach. I mean, I don't. What, 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 I mean, the, I like the lo- electric Lotus. Yeah, it was interesting. Evia, 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 Evia. It's a beautiful car, and the interior is really neat. Yeah, they did it, a really great job displaying it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to see their first play in the hypercar game, yeah. especially being all electric on their first sure, one. Sure. Some of their claims are interesting. I'm excited. Well, to see our, if yeah, my they can my do that. my friends that are pretty smart um, electrification guys are like. 3,600 pounds, 2,000 horsepower. I'm going to go 250 or 300 miles. We're like, to them, the math isn't adding up. But, you know, some people don't think we're going to run 300. We know we're going to do it. Um, maybe they have some technology that nobody knows about, you know, which is very possible. Maybe that's where they've been all these years. Well. Making the Evesia. Yeah. Yeah, cool car. What else? Okay, we got. So that was a crazy week. That was um, a crazy week. A, a few, I guess it was probably about a month ago now, we had a special customer who wanted to break some records in a C7ZR1. Um, we, we will break some records later this year when it's a little bit cooler. Um, but for the time being in the Texas heat, we, we did some really impressive numbers in the yeah, heat. Yeah, so it this was 102 car, degrees. Sorry, this special ZR1 built motor, upgraded factory blower. I think it made 1160 horsepower at the wheels through the eight-speed automatic. Yeah, 1150 something. Yeah, and so built, that's on, on race gas, like 23, 24 pounds of boost. No nitrous, and we have a drag strip here next to our shop, but we're doing some updates to it. So until we are done updating that, that track is mainly being being used to test our test our vehicles for production. And so our 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 good friends at Penzol have a relationship with Houston Raceway Park, which is the drag strip about a hundred miles east of us. And they're, I mean, they're the NHRA. They're like the, you know, cowboy stadium of drag strips. So their, their prep is like perfect. And so we went over there and took the car over there. And one, our guy that built it, Jerry ran a 
895 at 157 and in 102 it was 100 that, that was the ambient air temperature right? the track yeah the tech track temperature is like 140 or something ridiculous oh yeah so yeah i mean that's pretty cool i mean uh, i think one thing we were talking about earlier is that there's a lot of buzz around the c8 but man for the guys out there they're going to get a c7 if you've got a, if you get a c7 you want to modify it we've got some unbelievable packages. So much, not so trying much to be like power available not trying to like be too salesy here or whatever i'm just saying like you know, I think there's going to continue to be better deals coming on the C7, you know, the last and front engine rear drive Corvette. On top of that, I think the C7 ZR1 with a manual is going to be the car to have because one year of production for the ZR1 and is that the is that like, like a twenty is that like a 2014 wagon? I think manual CTSV. I think I think a 2019 with no sunroof. <laughs> I think a 2019 C7 ZR1 with a manual coupe with competition seats. Okay. Is going to be a unicorn, and then don't tell whatever, anybody. Let's go buy them up. And then whatever tell the lowest production colors are, that's going to be the unicorns okay. to have. All right. Um, we are getting ready for 2020 models. So. Yeah, tons of them. So the 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 Raptor from Ford with the V8, they're not not doing it yet. Right, they are not. There you go. So they made it official. So they may do it at some point down the road. It wouldn't surprise me. But our, we stay very busy building. We're building what about one Velocir. Velociraptor V8 per week? About one a week. So if you're out there, you're interested in a, you like the new Raptor, but you want V8 power, we, we do offer that. And it's very unique, very cool package. Um, gosh, we'll save Tuner School for next time. I think that's a, that's a cool kind of an emotional discussion. And then if you're local, uh, you know, we, ha- we own right next to our, our shop, Lone Star Motorsports Park. I bought it in 2014 with my wife. We've operated it kind of... Depending. 2004. 2004, I'm sorry. Yeah. Did I say 14? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. 2004. We've had a long time. Um, 15 years. And um, we've offer, we've operated it to the... We've opened it to the public. You know, sometimes it rains eight months in a row, but like we would be open to the public on some sort of regular schedule. We kind of made the decision. We just so, we're just so busy building cars and testing cars. We don't have time to mess with the... We don't want to use the track for like public people come in here, spend their money their 18 wheeler gets stuck in the mud and just ruts up the property. And I want kind of want our property looking like for our customers and special people, tuner school, our people, I want it to be kind of like a park, you know? So instead of like going to like the dog park, this is the horsepower park. But right now we just decided it's not, it's not, it's not the right time for us to have public events here. That's not to say that we won't. I'd like to have maybe like a, maybe like a charity event that can benefit um, soldiers or first responders, cops and firemen. Um, maybe we'll do one or two of those a year. But just people ask, or is the track going to be open? No. You go to Baytown. It's a great track. San Antonio is not too far away. We can. I can always change my mind later down the road. But right now, we're just so focused on building great tr- cars and trucks and getting the F5 in production um, and running tuner school. That the the race track is just going to be a tool for our testing purposes and. If you're a customer, we'll give you a ride. You know, we'll give you a ride yeah. down, right around the back of the track. Um, there's so much more to talk about. How long are we into this for, Sam? Okay, not too bad. I got to go to my baby girl's yeah. uh, birthday can, party. We can land this plane. Yeah, we can land this plane. Yeah. C8. C8 interesting Corvette. to see what happens, you know. I definitely think the C8 is, is I won't think it's, I don't think it's thrown the, um, the kind of that, you know, Ferrari 488, you know, McLaren 570 to 720. I won't say it's thrown on its ear, but it's going to start going in that direction when the Z06 when the, oh Z, when the Z6 comes out and the ZR1 come out. Um, 
you know, those guys are going to have to up the ante, and they probably will. They'll oh, probably yeah. start incorporating hybrids, and you know, who knows how much horsepower everybody's going to have here in a few years. It's going to be crazy. When the Z06 and ZR1 or whatever they call them are out, that $300,000 car range is going to have to either drop in price or just be way higher in power or features that they're offering. Yeah. Well, the only I think the only downside, the you know, it's not a, really a downside. It's like, okay, like... You know, in a couple of years, you're going to pull up to an intersection, like in the Galleria, like, I don't know. Oh, you know Chim- C8. That's going to say, that's going to say, you'll be at the, the, you'll be at the intersection of Chimney Rock and Westheimer, and you're going to pull up to the light, and there's going to be you and two other C8 guys at that light. Sure. And, and, and so, I'm, I'm but okay. When, but when you're driving the car and you're enjoying it, I'm okay with, with that being on the, the base yeah. C8. That It's exactly how yeah. it is right now with the C7. There's base C7s everywhere. Right, right. I don't really care. Right. But the Z06, you don't see that often. And right. you sh- definitely don't see ZR1s that often. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be the same way. Um, yeah. The C8 isn't going to rival anything at stock, at least, with something in the one hundred fifty or $300,000 range. But the Z06 definitely will. Oh, yeah. Z06 will be very interesting. And they won't be everywhere. Well, we'll they're see. More common they're than, more common than a 570 or something. But but if you love the, I mean, for me, I'm like, if I love the car and I'm inside the car, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. You know, if somebody else is enjoying theirs too, then God bless them, you know? Yeah. Although it's fun to pull into cars and coffee, like, and be like the only guy there in like a certain kind of car. The only, I'm the only guy the there wagon. in the Ford GT, you know, Heritage Edition or whatever. Yeah. You know, or the, or the yeah, man, manual cool. wagon. So that, but there's, there's a price to that. So if you want those more rare exclusive cars, just be prepared to pay a lot more money. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sports fans. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on all of our platforms. We are verified and uh, stay tuned for more updates. Venom F5 coming soon. Yeah. Lots of horsepower coming your way. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast, our YouTube channel. Follow us on all platforms. Yeah. We will see you next and time. And buy our merch whenever we have merch. Yeah. <laughs> buy our merch. Buy our shirts. No, we really don't sell our, we don't sell much of that. St- we don't like to sell that stuff. We want to keep it like exclusive and private. So Boom. if you're listening to this, don't tell anybody. Boom. Okay. All right. Peace thanks. out. Bye. Thanks, bye. Okay, thanks, bye.